was about to say happy birthday. That's not, <laughs> today's not your birthday. I don't know what is wrong with me today. Anyway, um, <laughs> blah, 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 little start over. Hello, everybody. And Amy Lyons is here. Yay, Amy. Um, and Amy's in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, so I'm excited to have my good friend Doc Reed on. And this is one of the last Where Are They Now? Um, Dustin is here and Dustin is going to be the last Where Are They Now? Um, so I'm excited in a couple of weeks to have Dustin on. Um, Charlotte's here. She's in Atlanta. It's great to have everybody. I'm, or, well, she's in Georgia. I don't know exactly where. Anyway, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Y'all probably don't care natasha it's nice to have you tell us where you are popping in from that would be awesome and um and it's just nice to have everybody live and so uh doc the other day i said well do you want to do it um what day and he said oh my gosh diane i have just been now recruited into this team meeting for a project and it will be on wednesday at the exact time yeah. For the next while. And I was like, well, we could do it in October. And he's like, no, I mean, the next while through <laughs> January. I was like, I do not want to extend this out. I um, had an idea Dustin would be the last one. So I was like, OK, well, Doc, let's just do it on a Saturday. So I appreciate you guys all popping in and being here on a Saturday. If you didn't know, if you're watching this later, um, you can actually join live. This is one of the things that I like to do. And I am going to be trying out some new things with maybe doing it on YouTube and stuff. So we'll just see. And I'm going to send you guys a email next week. There will be a little survey. It's like three or four questions about if this would be like, thank goodness. Yes, we'll get off Zoom. Um, but I would like to know from y'all what you what your preference is. Um, I think I'll try it on, on uh, YouTube, but I did just up my webinar Zoom status life. thing. So <laughs> That's an extra $500 that I've just spent. So I don't really want to not anyway. Use it. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm willing to try. So just so you guys know, oh, Natasha's in uh, Vancouver, Canada. Awesome. So in the chat, if you want, Hey, Brian, Jan, in the chat, if you are, if it's your two says to host and panelists, then that means only me and doc can see it. But if you want everyone to be able to see what you're writing, because this is how we are a community and we get to know each other. Um, you can just put your two as everyone. Then that way we're able to, you know, get to know each other a little bit better. Um, anyway, so my good friend, Doc, I don't remember when we met Doc originally. Yeah, I don't either. I couldn't put my finger on it. <laughs> I was kind of like, I feel like I've known Doc for my whole life, except I know I haven't. So it's it's <laughs> been since I've been doing the podcast more it's yeah. good to have you too and you've come for almost as many episodes as amy lyons i think I, you know I, I she's definitely the holding the crown on that one i, I definitely <laughs> have, have missed uh my uh fair share of them but yeah i love being here and hearing the community jump in and uh see what's going on so yeah and you said something i didn't okay this with you so hopefully you can just say rooster interrupt okay. me if this is a problem that's the safe word okay um it he said something to me that i think we all feel i actually i see doc's work i see not only his work but i see how he's grown and i see what he's doing he's taking on and he said to me the other day he said 
I've just been looking back at my work and I don't see a lot of growth in the last whatever years. I mean, who feels like that, right? Can you write in the chat, me too, or something? Yeah. Um, because, or whatever, yes, or something. Amen. Sherry always says, I think we feel like that. I feel like that a ton. Dustin says he says he feels that feel like that since I hit 40, something changed. Yeah. I think it is real, but as you look at and you hear about what, what all these people have been on in the where are they now, they may be feeling, I think Doc was the only one that actually said it. And I was like, you know, I feel like everybody feels like what I, it looks like everybody is just, oh my gosh. Excelling look, and excelling. Yes. And yeah. you're like going backwards or you're, you know, treadmills not working have you ever yeah. done that at the gym you like get on and everybody's going and there's not a note on your treadmill but you can't figure out how to get it to start like that's what it yeah. feels like maybe but i have yeah. seen you grow and i've seen you grow in in just taking on different kinds of jobs in more leadership so there's been tons of ways you've grown yes and to 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 counter that, I think part of that was that I hadn't taken time to look back and reflect. And once, like, you sent over the questions and I started trying to figure out, like, what have I done? Like, everyone lost two years of their life <laughs> from 2020 to 2022. Um, so it's it's sometimes it feels like it's still 2019 uh, a lot of times. But, um, yeah, I have not been as good and diligent about going back and doing a retro on my life and freelance and things of that nature to really understand where things have gone, where things have come and where, and, you know, document that growth. So, um, yeah. You need a documentary. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. Add that to the dad jokes. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> But but it's true. And I think maybe we all do. And I think that this is maybe a good idea for everybody to kind of look back and really look back and think about yeah. some of the answers to some of these questions for yourself. And I'm sure that I could. I mean, it always feels like if somebody was asking me about my numbers, which I don't keep up with, I would be like, I don't know. You know, because to me, I look at how many people are here on a Saturday and I feel like that's a win. You know, yeah. like to me, I'm super thankful to have y'all here. OK, so you said something to me a couple of years ago about success. You have to define it for yourself. Like it doesn't have to be the metrics that everyone else out there is putting out there. You don't have to adopt those and champion those as your metrics of success type of thing. And so I had tried and felt like I had put or tried to put my family first. And so it's kind of like, I'm okay with not seeing as much growth in my career because I had said that several years ago. Um, but, uh, but yeah. I think that's good. And you got challenged a lot in that <laughs> area. Yeah. Greatly. So I think that that, at, and we'll talk about that, but can you tell everybody a little bit about um, where you, I think we, we, our last interview was maybe 2016, yep. um, but tell everybody if they don't know who you are, 
they haven't seen the documentary. Um, <laughs> tell everybody a little bit about your background and then what you're doing currently. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, last time I was on the show was 2016, uh, probably mid uh, early quarters. Um, but yeah, I had just moved from Wilmington, North Carolina to Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, was working in house at a healthcare company. I had just had our third child. So I was commuting back and forth for about five, six months, um, trying to sell a home, trying to not lose my mind with, uh, you know, seeing how quickly a newborn grows in in a week's time. Um, but uh, finally got everybody up to Charlotte and we got into, we got a settled in trying to find housing and things of that nature here. But we were, we were stable as a family unit. Um, and uh, since that we've added yet another child uh we now have four kids and um yeah i get to work from home now uh still uh like as a consultant uh with a new company uh, method here in charlotte and uh i was looking at pivoting into the ui ux and strategy and things of that nature just trying to understand how to think about design outside of you know des- traditional brochure logo branding and things of that nature. So I've been doing that for about a year and a half at this point. So that was a, a goal. I got to check off the list um, here in the last couple of years. And, uh, but yeah, still doing the freelance and illustration uh, on the, the nights and weekends type of thing. So, uh, but yeah. So back in 2016, I can't remember exactly when you left, you were working at a church mm-hmm. yep. and then from the church, you went to a design firm in-house uh yeah healthcare company okay healthcare and you've done things when did you do like start doing events and the event graphics and like what was your job at some of those earlier things because now it's more you're kind of being able to take it and kind of brand certain Mm -hmm. aspects yeah no in all honesty like it started out a lot of the the event the first event and brand like conference branding I ever did was a freelance gig that I landed. They selected the logo. It was sort of a paid spec work. Like, Hey, we'll pay you your price to de- develop a logo. If we choose it, then you get to brand the conference. And uh, they went and picked mine. I ended up hiring a bud to help pull off the Engadget's initial expand conference. And that was a, a wild ride of getting up at four in the morning, working till 4 a.m. or from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m., then go to your day job, then come home, do family, and then try to, you know, hit the hit it again, trying to get a jump on things for 4 a.m. the next morning. And we did that for about four months. Um, and that that was that was tough, but paid off, you know, our second mortgage at the time with all of that extra work and um, so I, I had that goal in mind. I needed to hit it. Um, and so that sort of set me up for some of the event branding and conference things of that nature. Um, was able to do some more with another couple of churches down in Atlanta and as the healthcare company that was that in gadget project was basically the, the, okay, yeah, this guy does event branding. We're doing conference branding here as well. He would be a great asset to the team type of thing. So that was a direct freelance job to led to me getting hired uh with the the healthcare company and then i remember a couple years ago 
This is not on our sheet, but I remember because I was walking around outside and talking to you on the phone, I think, and you yeah. were telling me about, and I don't know if this was the Santana job or not, and uh, but you were like, I'm the, I'm directing, you know, I'm like directing the team or, or I don't, anyway, I don't know if I'm saying the right thing, but it was like taking you from a, just being the designer to mm-hmm. also being, and yeah. that was another that's that like was. putting on different pants. Yeah, very much so. And the first time you put on a new pair of pants, they're either like super baggy, super stiff, super tight. They You don't like them. Um, rarely, in my case. I don't know if everyone else has felt that way. Be like, I have yet to find a glove. I put them on the first time. It's like, oh, yeah, this feels nice. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely, they were growing pains for sure during that Santana project where it was, um, I had to trust myself to lead the team as opposed to um, sort of relying on the, you know, previous art directors or, you know, creative directors that I was working under or working alongside with to make things happen. So it was very much an exercise in trusting your gut and when things don't go right, having <laughs> the the gumption to to say, hey, I don't like how this is is rolling. Uh, we need to be, you know, X, Y, and Z. Let's get our ducks in a row type of a thing. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was very much a, okay, yeah, I can do this um, moment. So. Well, I think a lot of times, and this would be something I would ask anybody who's watching this, maybe it's those moments where you felt really like, Ooh, I shouldn't be here. I'm not quite ready for this. Oh, yeah. Right. Because those are those, they either say, you know what? I tried it and I did not like it and I'm not going to do it again. Or I tried it. It wasn't as bad as I thought. I'm going to push into it again. I feel like I have more information. If somebody hadn't yep. ever done it, I would be able to actually be an asset. And I think if we think about those times, when we feel like we weren't ready, but we did it anyway, those mm-hmm. can be kind of defining. Do you have any other defining moments like that for you that maybe me and you didn't talk about? Um, I think there, there will be little micro ones along the way where it's kind of like, okay, um, you get treated poorly by somebody at work, you make a mental note. Okay. Whenever I'm in this position of authority or power or whatever it is, I know this is something that I responded to very, very, you know, uh, it didn't set well with you. No, it did not. And so you make that mental note and go, okay, I will not be that type of leader. Um, Mm. you're going to, you're going to have your own, uh, issues that you bring. It's sort of like, you know, my kids aren't going to go to therapy for the things that my parents screwed up with me. They're going to go for a whole new set of problems that I'm, I'm dumping on them. But, um, but yeah, so it's, um, I think getting a call, um, to actually do illustration, for like a larger product or project, not just a, you know, spot illustration type of thing that was sort of in the wheelhouse, but like I'd wanted to do some mural work and um, got tapped for, for doing some uh, murals for GitHub and then got tapped to do some illustrations for uh, Jessup university, you know, campaign out in California. And those all were like, 
I can't believe it's finally happening. I've been at this for 20 years and I'm finally getting tapped to, to do these things. Um, a lot of the other stuff, like doing prop bags for, for Tammy, I think I had just, that had happened the last time we chatted in 2016, but that was one of those, like, this is weird, you know, get called to do a, a prop bag for a movie and, um, you know, one off your name doesn't show up in the credits. You're just sort of like, Hey, yeah, I did that. But like no one else in the world is ever going to know that unless you say it. Um, but things start, you know, falling into to line and you, you start going, Oh, things that I'm doing, people are seeing out in the real world. And, you know, it's, it's fun. You, you, you're always going to be that weird of like, Hey, can I take a picture of your shirt that I designed? And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So those, so, I mean, I don't know if that'll ever get old for, for anybody. No, I, I, I don't think it does, but, but that also tells us or somebody who's maybe just starting in their career, 20 years, it took you 20 years to do yeah. the thing you wanted to do. But that yeah. is like, um, I don't know this, this uh, actress, Brie Larson. I guess she was in okay. some Marvel movie. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how this one actress was rejected, went to, she said she got denied on about 98 to 99% of her auditions. And I'm like, and she did it for 20 years. Just kept getting no's. Wow. I mean, kept mm. getting told she was sterile, you know? And I feel like when we put our stuff out there, when you're putting a new series or you put something out there, you're not necessarily getting rejected because you're not literally sending it to only one art director saying, hey, I want to do this. But it still feels like it. Like I've been oh, putting this hey, stuff yeah. out there for 20 mm -hmm. years. And finally, somebody's like, I've finally proven myself <laughs> that I can yeah, do this. Yeah. You know, like that's sort of what it feels like. But that also with that, that uh, Brie Larson, she ended up getting an Academy Award or some Emmy or whatever big statue thing for actresses. Clearly, I'm not in the know, <laughs> but she ended up winning something because of her acting. But I think being rejected so many times and still continuing to go back yeah. for 20 years, it's yeah, like two choices at that point. And that is gritty or you're crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. And I felt like that. And I, I was recently talking with a, a bud that is like, you know, I, I sometimes I wonder if I'm even doing good work because I'll submit to, you know, get into awards and things of that nature or, you know, and won't make it in. So it's like you stop wasting your money and your time and just like, I'm not going to I'm not going to make it. I'm not at that echelon or what they're looking for, or, you know, the story I'm trying to tell isn't clear enough. And so you start all of those narration or uh, narratives are running through your mind going, you know, what is, um, what am I missing? What's, what's the secret sauce that everyone else has that I don't and, uh, stuff like that. So yes, Natasha, I'm, I'm, I've got three by three on, on my radar. So thank you for putting that on my radar actually. So I'm now going to look up three by three. So I don't know what that is either. Okay. So um, I want you to show some things because I, um, you know, this is a visual. Most people are watching yeah. it on. Um, and for any of you who are listening on 
whatever podcast, there's some great art about to be shown. <laughs> so, um, so show us the stuff from GitHub. So you mentioned that okay. first as um, somebody finally sees something and is like, hey, you know, can you can you do this? Yeah. And these are murals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, these these were um, get uh, murals that were done for GitHub offices here in North Carolina. They're actually down in, in Raleigh. Um, initially, uh, they were looking for Raleigh native artists and things of that nature to to jump in and answer the call. And I sent out a bunch of uh, names and things of that nature. And um, the the art director at the time was just sort of like any 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 chance you're interested in doing this i'd like to send your stuff along as well and i was like oh yeah i i thought this was like strictly raleigh um artist type of thing and he's like i mean north carolina counts <laughs> and so i was like yeah sure throw throw my hat in so i was trying to sort of like you be more of a connector and uh generous with anything that you hear um and uh, yeah, I was able to get the opportunity to to build the, this these two murals there in the uh, the Raleigh office. I'm hoping to get down there to uh, actually take some photos where I guess I could Photoshop out the uh, 360 circles on the carpet uh, before I put them up on on my site. But I'd love to get some actual like decent photographs that aren't pixelated and things of that nature. So, but um, but yeah, I think they're great. And so. Did they give you a color palette or was that all you? The, that was primarily me. There there was stipulations of like, hey, this will be a, a workplace a workplace for people. So try not to be like neon colors and, you know, no grotesque, no morbid, anything like that. Keep it, you know, something that you, you would like to walk into and pleasantly uh, or be pleasantly surprised and intrigued and things of that nature. And so... Um, you should have used it, a grotesque typeface, you know, like, cause some of them are called grotesque. That would have been, you know, like, oh, well you said no grotesque, but I'd use this grotesque type. Yes. Cause they'll be like, what? Type anyway, joke in I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yeah, so th those were really, really fun that these projects or the, the murals here felt good to me on several levels because it was you know, a company that was well known that the logo is like, oh yeah, you did some work for GitHub. That's awesome. Uh, but then there was also the, it, it combined design and illustration and then allowed me to add, I do murals as a, you know, service uh, to, to the, the list of offerings and things of that nature that, that I have. So, yeah. I love that. I, I just think that it's fun it also is different to see your stuff so big and to also yes. it's a uh, energetic, you know, it, but both sides are very different. And so it uses, you have, um, you are, I always think of, you know, there are people who are more illustrators and then there are people who are designers. And I would say I was more of a designer than an illustrator, but I'm trying to do more illustration, but yeah. I don't think anybody's ever going to be like, Oh, I'm going to hire Diane to do some weird, <laughs> you know, robot or blob thing. But it's something that I can do on my own, but you really would rather be this artist illustrator. But I think it's, this is one of those things that shows that you 
this is where the artist designer is so tied so closely um, because you, you are thinking about the spaces and how they work together and the energy between one full big piece. And then one thing that has multiple kind of ways of viewing. And this is, I think one of your superpowers to me. Thank you. Okay. I I had not thought about that as a superpower. It is. It totally is. Okay. So, um, I want to know what one of the biggest hurdles that you've faced in regards to, let's just say freelance, because four kids, pretty young, there have been other things. I mean, just trying to raise kids, I think, is hard and working. Um, Mm -hmm. But what is some of like working a job job and that is designed? So it's not like you're working one thing and it's not creative. And then you come home and you get to do this creative thing. So what has been a challenge for you in like having a real job, but also doing freelance? Um, A lot of it has been knowing where to focus energy uh, because there is that vast pool that I like to play in from like the, the artistic standpoint of like photography, design, illustration, printmaking, like all of those things. I've been in love with since college and I haven't, uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking always for a project and a way to blend all three of them or four of them together. And, um, a lot of times I'll get into something and then I'll realize, Oh, or at least early on, I was sacrificing time with the, the kids uh, and Julie to try to figure some of that stuff out or to, to be in the studio and experimenting and playing and, and things of that nature. And it got to the point where, um, when I was in the studio, I was feeling extremely guilty for not being with the family. And then when I was with the kids, I was feeling extremely anxious of, I got this idea. I need to get up into the studio and, and make this work. So the, the best thing that I was able to do for myself was to put time on the calendar and say, like and talk about it with with my uh with Julie and be like hey is it okay if like i take Tuesdays and Thursdays and just guard them and put them on the calendars like this is my design time where i can do drawing and, or design or like whatever and she's like yeah um and so it's been sort of a a thing that Tuesdays and Thursday nights are spent like for me doing those type of exercises and that greatly reduce the anxiety of being in the studio and feeling like I'm missing time with my kids. And it greatly reduced the, when I'm with my kids, I can be there and not be like, I really need to get back to the the studio. Um, to, to say that I, I do that well all the time would be an absolute lie <laughs> because there are days when, you know, things pop up and you've got kids that are asking real life questions. And so it's kind of like, yes, you are more important to me than, um, you know, working on this, this piece right now. And I don't know if, I hope looking back that they would see that. I know that there are definitely times that I have not done that. And I hope (laughs) that those aren't the memories that they will hold on to. Um, but yeah, so time management has been difficult. Um, just with all the things that you're juggling, all the communities that I have found over the, you know, the two decades and wanting to be involved in people's lives and 
giving and helping. And um, I think some of that ability or not seeing that growth that I wanted to, that those explosions um, may have come because, you know, looking at the time that I spent investing into others, like it was easier for me to see where to help others pivot than it was for me to see my own stuff. And um, <laughs> from like a parable story, that's like, no, you gotta, you gotta get the flank out of your own eye and be able to see clearly before you can help others. Um, but uh, yeah, I was, I was never able to quite figure that, that out from like a business and creative standpoint for myself. So when you were, or when this happens, when you have this idea and you're like, oh, I need to go up to the studio. Do you have some, something now that do you keep like a note thing on your phone or do you have like a pat, like a little pocket sketchbook or something that you will just jot them down? Or do you have a, a way to capture what to work the, on? Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's part of the problem, honestly, is, is trying to figure out a system that worked like notes is usually my go-to for those quick uh, just start a new note and then i it used to get transposed or copied over into evernote but now i'm trying to get um notion to work and things of that nature so it's a sort of a bouncing around of of that early on and i think capturing it initially in excuse me notes that way i can get it out and not think about it and then organize it you know, picking a day of the week and going, okay, this is the day that I'm going to organize all of the notes, get them organized into notion and sort of start knocking out um, to do's and things of that nature. So that's good. This is just a random thing that I haven't asked anybody, but do you clear out your emails every week? Uh, Inbox zero has eluded me. Um, Mine's at 90,000. Oh, I'm better than you though. I I have, I have, I have 300. (laughs) That's terrific. Hmm, I think 300's a win. I'm like, I'll uh, yeah, never no, get it better. Like, <laughs> like 85% it's four over four, of those... buddy. We're not saying 100% anymore. Remember? We're, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. We're, we're trying to make a new thing, new new cool thing. It's not 100%, everybody. We're going to start saying four over four. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> I know um, Dylan, me too, buddy. Um, <laughs> he said he was anxious because of my 90,000. I know it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most of those are, are like junk mail that you ended oh, I'm up sure. on yeah. someplace. So like you yeah. checked into a, a website and now you're permanently on their <laughs> mailing list, no matter how many times you unsubscribe. So yeah. Mark says he clears this out daily. Way to go, Mark. Whew. You just delete everything, Mark. And yeah, you're like, if, if you gone, don't get in, you better, del- you better email Mark again tomorrow because he, you don't gonna- hear from Mark in two days. He has deleted your email. <laughs> right. Okay. So back to your, um, you were saying, I just randomly. So you, when you're with the kids, you are trying yeah. to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, capturing those, those notes, uh, in, in the note app and then transitioning them over. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. So that that's your method. Okay. So yeah. um, how about staying creative? So one of the things that I uh, think I hear a lot and I also suffer from is like, oh, I want to try that. Ooh, oh, yeah. I, and you make things, you're, you know, always trying new things. So do you get stuck creatively? All the time. Um, yeah. It, it, it comes and goes. And a lot of times those 
the the ebbs and flows come with the freelance work. Like I will go into a season of I have been busting hump, you know, trying to get work done and out the door, meeting deadlines for work and then freelance. And so you come off of those projects and you're like, all right, sweet. Uh, foot's off the gas. We're coasting for a little bit. Uh, I'm less likely to be as, you know, diligent of jumping up into the studios on Tuesdays and Thursdays for, you know, eight to 11. Um, just from a standpoint of like, I've been sitting in this chair for 16 hours uh, for the last, you know, two months. I need to not do that. So, um, but at the same time, there's that cycle of inspiration where you'll see something or, you know, something will enter your mind. And you're like, oh, that, you know, you start chewing and thinking about things from that standpoint. So there's that cycle of, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily the burnout, but that fatigue mm. that if you don't stop at that, those moments of fatigue, it will push you into that, that burnout um, frame or that, that, you know, burnout zone. Do you think that, oh, so right now you're working remote. Do you feel like mm -hmm. because you don't have to, I mean, your commute is from one room to another oh, yeah. room yeah, yeah. that that has, has helped. Um, I wish that it, I had been more diligent about that 45 minute mm. morning commute, 45 minute evening commute. And as opposed to being like, I'm going to take a le leisurely breakfast with the kids mm. for, for the, the, year and a half that COVID locked everybody down and things of that nature, as opposed to being like, I don't have time to exercise. Like, oh, okay, get up normal. And you have a built in 45 minute window that you can go now run around your neighborhood. Um, and then come in shower, get ready. Like you're going to work and you, you know, the commute, you would just worked out through your commute. Now you're, you're, you know, sitting down, Eight thirty, nine o'clock, ready to ready to rock, rock and roll. Um, I spent that time more on myself and kids than I I did like actually making it work for me type so, of thing. So because you're remote now, mm -hmm. have, ha, is that so? There were there were things with going remote that I loved because then I didn't have a 30 minute drive every time I was saving gas, I guess, but yeah. I also oh, yeah. could get up and I take a shower at night. So I'm like in the morning, bam, I'm here ready to go. Ready to roll. Yeah. But what I realized is that there was all this uh, liminal time or whatever that I didn't get. Uh, I couldn't take, I didn't take a break to go by somebody's office and talk yeah. to them and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just the community part where if you're on a team, maybe you're doing more connecting, but sometimes you just want to be, I mean, I remember standing up for most of my lunches at, in the kitchen. Sometimes John would be there. Sometimes he wouldn't, but that was what I did. I did <laughs> lunch in 15 minutes and back to the computer during oh, COVID, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, it, it, it got to a low point where I was like, I'm going to go downstairs to go to the bathroom just so I can get some steps in. And it was just like, this is, this is silly. Uh, you need to be taking better care of yourself than, you know, just constantly sitting uh, in, in this chair all day long. Well, and I think, and I think some of it too, COVID, there was this 
I need to be present anytime anybody sends a message or an email so that they know that I'm here and working, right. um, which didn't, I don't think it did anybody any favors. Um, it just sort of, everyone was fatigued and yeah. So sometimes I, when I'm in a creative slump, going into more design stuff or more art stuff doesn't necessarily always help rejuvenate me. Mm-hmm. What what do you do that's maybe not in um, your normal <laughs> workflow? To, what yeah, do you- yeah, yeah. Um, homeschooling children, uh, you get to help with uh, paper writing and, you know, rough drafts and math and... Um, so have kids and yeah, do their homework. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that'll, that'll, uh, this is a whole nother episode of, the, of that, but, um, yeah, getting outside has, has always been one of those things that has reinvigorated me, whether it's a walk to the the woods back behind the neighborhood, um, uh, you can sort of feel like you're on another planet. Just, it's okay. We're just in a pine forest grove type of a thing. And, um, especially with the kids, there's, there is a lot of awe and wonder that they see and bring to your world. Um, like I remember growing up and loving dinosaurs and the stars and the night sky. And when my kids, um, uh, my, my youngest, she's five and she'll see the moon in the middle of the day. She's like, the moon's out. Why is the moon out? Like, and you know, it's just that curiosity and wonderment of what's going on is, is pretty pretty awesome and being able to to work alongside them. I know in 2016, like one of the things that I was doing was lunchbox love, where I would do these little doodles, put them in my um, oldest's lunch, just as a hey, you, you got through the morning. I'm proud of you. Here's a doodle. I love you. Thinking about you, and you know, started collaborating with her. Like, I want you to do a little doodle or a sketch, just some squiggles, and then I'll turn it into something type of a thing. So that's been you know, something that has continued. Those games have uh, evolved a little bit over the, the years, but uh, I'm still able to do that because I, I had a five-year-old uh, in 2016 and I still have a five-year-old now in 2023. That's good. Okay. So, but the child has, uh, one child has grown yes, and the other that, one just was born. The, okay. That first, that first five-year-old is now 13. <laughs> so, right. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, a teenager yikes mm-hmm. doc mm-hmm. okay um okay so in uh i want you to show some more work because yeah in one of the pieces that you did the santana farms yeah um when you're going out like you have a, a project like this and i don't know if they send you all these images or if you requested these or you just started um going and hunt going out into the world and um finding this kind of flower or this seed or whatever can you talk through this and then how this was really um an important project in in your career yeah absolutely um this this was that project i think we were talking about earlier where i stepped into that creative director role um, and hired a team to come alongside to help build out messaging and the website and um, design support and things of that nature. And so we 
flew out to the east or from the east coast over to the west coast to help this eucalyptus farmer there in, in uh, San Marcos, just um, north of San Diego. And um, I'm walking around the farm. And this is something I picked up from talking with Jeremy Slagle over the years of I could do this remotely and never set foot on your property or your campus or your, you know, your business. But I know that there's going to be things that I'll miss and nuances that are important uh, that would get glazed over in just us talking through Zoom. And that's 100% what happened. Like uh, one of my teammates, uh, Sean Fox, that the picture there of the eucalyptus seed pod there on the far left, that was um, Emmanuel went out to the garage during a break and like, Hey, let's everybody get up buy a break, grab some water, um, use the bathroom. He came in with this ginormous tub and I'm like, what in the world is happening? And he sets it down and it is full of those eucalyptus seed pods. And like they, some of them had started opening and drying and dropped just millions of seeds into the bottom of this, uh, container. And we're all just like, what, what in the world is this? And it just sort of went back to the, the fact that, he absolutely loved what he was doing and just being with the plants. Like if he didn't get up in the morning and stroll through the, the rows of his, you know, greenery and flowers and stuff like that, like everyone in the family was like, what's wrong with <laughs> what's wrong with him? Is he okay? Uh, and that was just part of his ritual um, type of a thing up before the sun uh crested and out watering and just and just walking amongst the, the rose type of thing so that was that was a huge portion or a huge part of getting out and seeing what the client was about and and being able to t- tie pieces of their story together so that it, it did mean something to them um and i i say that because a lot of times logos are empty vessels that we pour value and meaning into over the years like the Nike check swoosh, like it was a check and a swoosh. And over the years, they have poured millions of marketing dollars into making it mean something. When you see it, you feel something, you feel like you can do it. There is, you know, that goal is obtainable type of a thing. And the sort of the same thing with, with this, like we wanted to give them the understanding, like, Hey, you can use, um, these elements like the eucalyptus seed pod and the wax flowers, as a talking point, it's close to our heart. And, you know, we believe, you know, we're here growing and farming from the seed to the the flowers that we, you know, harvest and deliver to, uh, to the wholesalers and to their, their clients type of thing. So it's, you know, from that very, very start to the very end where the, that ship, the, those flowers get shipped out was, you know, that logo doesn't necessarily say that, but because we were there and we we're able to see all of that, we know that that's part of the story and conveying that to them, then they're able to help communicate that, you know, over the years as they continue to pour that meaning into their, their logo and their brand. So. I love that. I love that story. And I love that. I didn't know that this was Mm -hmm. how this came to be until you showed me this uh, earlier today. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. And I think maybe we as designers, um, as we're doing something like that, we could push to be like, Hey, I would really, it is going to benefit you if I am there with you. Um, if yeah. I can see some of the things that you just passed by on a, um, regular, a, a regular day, you know? Um, so when you're 
doing something like this where mm-hmm. you get an idea or you get a job, a freelance job, because this was a freelance. Um, how are are you telling your friends, hey, I'm looking for work or I'm accepting? How are you getting? I, I have the question of that I've tried to ask everybody is how do you get your name out there? You know, yeah. uh, conferences, agents, groups, friends. What do you do? Um, and I'll honestly, I am probably very horrible about, I know I'm very horrible at marketing myself. It is all word of mouth and the, the Santana farms job came through because I met someone at, uh, the brand new conference in 2019 and he worked at a place. Somebody's like, Hey, I got a friend that's looking for help building a website. And it's like, Hey, Levi, do you know anybody that would be able to do what, uh, you know, website, he passed along my name and I'm like, I don't do websites. I don't know why you gave them my name, my name and turn that project down, uh, actually. And the, the next morning I woke up and I was like, that was dumb. And so I wrote him back an email. I was like, Hey, the timeline that you had and what you're asking for, I don't think are doable from my understanding of what a proper website would be. If you're looking for a digital footprint and a, you know, more or less like a landing page poster, we can definitely get that done. The, you know, the ask came in at at Thanksgiving and they were looking to have it done by January one and launched and live. And I was like, that's not going to happen. If you're wanting a landing page poster coming soon type of thing, we can definitely make that happen. Um, but I think there's a lot more work that needs to go into this. And that was an extremely difficult process for me to feel like I was telling someone how to run their business. But at the same time, like I knew if they're going to pay a bunch of money, like I wanted to at least be worth, if not like make money off of the money that they spent doing this type of a thing. So that was where like, Hey, this discovery phase, like we found out, like they came from Green Valley Flowers Wholesale. There was a competitor that was Green Valley Floral Wholesale. And so it was the difference of flowers versus floral. The invoices and orders were getting shipped and sent to the wrong companies. And so there was a huge confusion in you know that market for them. And so the rebrand happened, the renaming happened, and you know, I'm, I'm really, really excited about, you know, the potential of of things that can come from differentiating themselves. So So. this was also critical because you were like, I don't make websites. (laughs) And this is when you and I were talking, I was like, dude, you don't have to make the website, you know, friends, you have people, Mm -hmm. you just have to get with somebody who can do it. And Mm -hmm. then you direct it. And you were like, yeah, oh. <laughs> I can do this. And Duh. but it is a really it's you have trusted you. I have trusted me. If I don't think I can do it, then I I might not uh say yes for the job and it's big. This was a big yeah. thing. This is really mm-hmm. important. They needed this. You knew you could do the branding, but there was this other thing that they needed. And this is like that step of faith that you mm-hmm. have to take when you're because you as art director is very different than you like, oh man, in two months, can I learn web design? You know, oh, like that, that yeah. was not, that was not your <laughs> um, mentality. And I'm glad of that, but it was like, you do know a lot of people who can. 
Yeah. And that goes back to like getting your name out there and by way of meeting other people. And I think I have probably gone in too heavy on just going to the creative circuits and meeting creatives that like they're all looking for inspiration. They're all looking to, to, you know, to make connections and learn how other people are thinking and doing and making. But I had completely skimped on like, oh, there's a a business conference that's happening in, you know, the, you know, Charlotte. I I don't want to go to that. I don't want to, I don't want to meet people that actually have money to hire me to do things. And it was just like, this is the dumbest decision that I, I, I could have ever made. But it's hard to go and be the odd man out at those, oh, yeah. especially if you're not an extrovert, you know, it's, um, it's really difficult. And then yeah. you, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're much more comfortable looking at typefaces and, you know, <laughs> you know, Lots of tattoos. We need lots of people with lots of tattoos and holes in their faces (laughs) and things. Um, Okay. So uh, Ben had a question and I want to go back to it because I said I would. Um, He was asking about your um, uh, love the doodle collab idea. How has that evolved? Or do you just do it with your 13 year old (laughs) and it hasn't (laughs) evolved? Um, no, it, it definitely has uh, shifted and changes. They've gotten more elaborate. Uh, We've started coming back and coloring them together using watercolors and paints and things of that nature. Like some of that art partnering has transitioned into like, I'm not going to build your science fair project booth board. I will help you. And I will guide, like she did the science project of, you know, if you butter, why does butter side toast, you know, always land face down type of a thing. And I was like, it was just bad luck. (laughs) Um, no, but so she did like butter and jelly and things of that nature. So like we were up here over my, my, my analog station, this is my digital station. I got an analog station over there, but, um, and we were mixing up paint to look like jelly and painting and cutting out cardboard. And we went out and glued dirt to the cardboard. So it had like this toast texture to it type of thing. And, uh, it was a lot of fun being able to, to get, you know, paint under our nails and, you know, do science projects that way so that i believe is because of those early on like art games and things of that nature but we'll still play um you know the doodle game is what we called it we'll scribble something out and be like hey what do you see type of thing a lot of it'll be like in passing as we're waiting and stuff like that um for you know a sister to to finish something up or you know something to end um, but yeah, they've, they've gotten a little bit bigger. We've progressed over into procreate and we'll, we'll play it on procreate a little bit and teaching them some of that. Um, it's difficult trying to invite them into the, the digital world without being like, here's a screen for you to put your face in front of for the next, you know, 18 hours of the day. I think so. <laughs> As we're in front of our screens all, all day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay so, um, I want us to get to, I, I want to ask you these, these, these will be rapid fire. Okay. Yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, how do you go about learning new skills? Oh uh, man. Some of it's necessity. And when you hit a roadblock, you jump into Google and uh, teach yourself through the university of Google, um, YouTube, Skillshare uh, and things of that nature. So a lot of it is just hitting problems that you don't know how to solve and being self-sufficient enough to like, I'm not just going to, Hey, how do you do this? But try to teach yourself so that you can remember later. Um, 
Is there anything you're trying to teach yourself now? Page layout. I'm I'm trying to go back to to be more experimental in the page layout and creating zines of that do combine illustration, lettering, photography, and just some wackadoo David Carson page layouts. Uh, I do some grotesque type. <laughs> grotesque type, yes, exactly. Horribly, horribly, horribly drawn type. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, that that right now is the current project on top of you know just trying to continue to stay up with the you know ux tools of, of figma and sketch and things of that nature like that's still that's been a harder transition learning that than i want to admit and some of it is just like i had 20 years of muscle memory in the adobe creative suite and so um I don't have as much time as I do now that I did in my twenties. I am interrupted by, you know, kids needing their butt wiped or like, Hey, will you snuggle with me and things of that nature. So I'm trying to, the learning that I do for my job, I'm trying to relegate that more to my nine to five working hours yeah. than I used to like. It'll come back. It'll, you'll have time. Cause I think I was there <laughs> empty, too. Nest it'll, will, empty nest will be university time. Yeah. Okay. So I want you to show, if you can show your screen yeah. one more time, I want you to show that the big thing of all of these illustrations, it's a big sure. page. And then I want you to go to Jessup and I want you to talk to us about this because in this, um, um, there's lots of your, you have still been doing lots of work. Um, some of them are commissions, some of them and freelance projects. Some of them are yeah. just you experimenting. Yeah. Um, talk a, a little bit about like why you've created different styles or, or why you're continue. You are continuing to learn different things or try different things. Why is that so important for you? Um, some of it is just one, I, I, I'll see something that somebody does and I'm like, how did they do that? And so it's a lot of it is just reverse engineering to understand um, and then figure out, is this something that is remotely possible to be incorporated into my workflow? And sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. And so there's that cultivating of, yes, I like this or no, I don't. This feels foreign uh, to me. So that's where a lot of it comes from. And some of it just comes from, I just need to get away from the computer mm. and throw some ink at a page and see what happens just to get it out. Um, because there is this switch in my brain that when I'll sit down to the computer and like I do a logo, it has to be clean and uh, work with the grid and, and things of that nature where when I get to work in you know my analog table it's very much like screw the grid like get that thing out of here i'm just gonna throw paint and see what happens and you know use big brushes and palette knives and there's this freedom that happens and so i think that's where a lot of this like with um like this this third one in on the top row is much more in this like painterly scratchy splattery you can't do that digitally well. Um, so the, which one, which one are, do you always start analog? Um, it's like 50, 50. Um, sometimes it's just like, 
I don't want to get tools out or it's late and I, you know, cleanup's going to be a beast. Um, and so I'll just jump in, um, and do sketching on the, the iPad either in procreate or fresco and, and then jump in to, you know, refining it, painting, playing that way. And then earlier this year, I was like, I, I got to go back analog and just ditch the digital for a minute and just play and it be more for myself. And then I found myself like, I really like how this looks and how this feels. I don't know where or how to put it into the work that I'm doing. So that's sort of where that page layout has come back in of maybe, maybe this, this zine outlet is a, is a way to, to think through things. So. So is that a way that you have avoided burnout when you feel you go from the digital to these projects are an uh, exercise in the non-burnout. You're not doing that for that, but that helps you to not burn out. Yeah. And and some of it is like, obviously the, the two here in the, the top right are more like, story driven, you know, Mm -hmm. with the things that were happening, um, 2016, 2020, uh, where there was this conversation around like the flag doesn't mean what it to you, what it means to me type of a thing. And, uh, I was hoping to try to have it be something where there was a conversation that allowed to happen from those as opposed to just left and right barking and never listening. Um, and you know, you're not going to get anywhere if if all we're doing is is barking and pointing fingers as opposed to sitting down and having a harder conversation that is uncomfortable and, and things of that nature. But, you know, a lot of the other ones are just like, I really liked this photographer's portrait that was taken and shared to Pinterest. And it's like, I can't ever do anything with this because it was based on somebody else's, you know, photograph. Um, but that goes back into the bank of how can I like, you know, friends of mine invite them over for photo shoots to have references of my own to do that with. So. Yeah. Oh, so I, I love that. So um, I just needed to get that burnout question yeah. in, um, but you, I can see a change and a direction and a shift in that you're expressing things differently than what you were doing in 2016. I still think it all looks super rad, but. I appreciate um, that. Thank but, you. Okay. So. There has been things that, um, and this is kind of going to the what's next, um, Mm -hmm. but you may want to share your screen one more time. So what is a piece of advice that you would have told your past self seven years ago? Um, I always liked the idea. Oh yeah, the Jessup. Oh yeah, I wanted you to tell the Jessup. Yeah, go to the Jessup. This is the more recent Right. Yeah. This project wrapped up last year um, and it was basically a the first time that I was able to get hired to do portraits. And that was something that I was like, nobody's going to hire. Yeah. Nobody. I love doing portraits and I love, you know, that. But nobody's going to hire me to to do a portrait of them. That just seems stupid because there's cameras now. And um, lo and behold, this project came along and I was like, okay, yeah, this will be, this will be awesome. I look forward to seeing how to pull people's personalities out while using, you know, a brand standard of colors to try to unify them and, you know, elements for everybody to help tell their unique and individual story of who they are, but then, you know, try to capture a, a portrait of them as well. So 
And you use collage. So there have been other times, yeah. other pieces, other things that I have that are collage. You have a love for collage that I think you work amazingly with. And then you were able to kind of pull in some hand done things yeah. as well as, um, you know, some of the pre-work was maybe yeah. more um, collaged, but then they kind of pulled back. But that, again, is working yeah. with and clients. A lot of this, yeah, this was, these were all set up so that all of those pieces could move in and out depending on the application. If it was you know, going to be part of an animated video, like all of those individual pieces and backgrounds were set up so that they were on different layers and they could parallax and move and just sort of add to the depth. So there is a lot going on in a lot of these collages. And that was just an abundance of assets for them to then go and play with internally type of a thing so and this is one of the things where we talked about as you have this oh book covers natasha says yes uh, you should yeah. talk to paul <laughs> paul does books book design he always needs good illustrators right, for yeah. covers um but like the mock-ups here are so important and in event graphics as well, because you've done yes. portraits for event graphics. And it's important to be able to show what this was that yeah. you, yes, can work in a series, but it doesn't look the exact same. But right. how did this school use these portraits? I, mm -hmm. And I think that that, again, if, if you're working with a client, you need to make sure you get the rights to be able to use that on your yeah. mm -hmm. site. Yeah, and... And that all of the the mock-ups here were done with the agency Storyland out in Pasadena, I believe, is where they're located. I could be wrong. They're in California, but um, yeah, the team internally did the mock-ups. And when I saw them, I was like, "Oh man, this feels so much better than just sort of like the the lone illustrations." Like, here's the final piece. Uh, here's your imagination of what it was used for, type of thing. So it definitely was. It it put it in um context, context. Yeah. yeah yeah okay so um collaborate you've collaborated you can really quickly talk about the yeah. collaboration and then you can say what piece of advice you would tell cool yeah so just getting out there and meeting people you're able to meet some of your design heroes like i got to work on a gym uh poster with jim madison for corn <laughs> and allison chains and under oath and if you'd have told me that in 2002 that I would do a poster with under oath, I'd have laughed at you. Um, getting to you know do a couple things with Hawk, you know, building a relationship and friendship with him over the years has been fun, and just sort of dreaming up silly things that like, hey, let's do a presidential campaign that gets crushed by COVID and no one going anywhere. Um, but that you know opens up a door uh, to do Adobe Live and then to meet Val and. Um, be able to just sort of communicate with other people that are like, Hey, I admire your work. You're like, Oh snap. Like I've admired your work for years. I'd love to, to work and collaborate. And so, you know, friendships happen. If we just stop hiding behind our keyboards and desks and things of that nature. So, um, but yeah, as far as like the, the advice to my younger self or anybody else out there is it's okay to want to have a couple of tools in your, your tool chest type of thing. Like I like the analogy of like being a Swiss army knife of, I do design and illustration and, and, you know, page uh, and event graphics and things of that nature. But I think I focused so much on seeing how other people were doing it 
that I ended up looking like this monstrosity that, uh, yes, it'll work and do things, but like, who's going to carry that around in their pocket? Nobody. Um, and so, yeah, that if, if we could figure out a way to, to take this and, you know, bring it back down to manageable things of what we like, I think we'll, we'll be better off for it. So, and this makes it easier for you to market yourself instead Mm -hmm. of trying to be everything for everyone. Like, I love that you said to the Santana people, I don't um, do websites, but, and then you came back and said, but I can hire, we can as a team. It's just looking at yourself in a new way. So one of the things, one of the reasons, um, you have had, it's been, and I know we're going to go over a big shocker people. We always go sorry. over. I'm so <laughs> sorry. It's Saturday. Maybe it'll be okay. Um, what, so tell them a little bit about what's happened as one of the big challenges in life. Oh um, yeah. Outside of having four children. Outside of the kids. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, you have, have kids and then pandemic hits and then you get back on your feet and then uh, you get word that your wife's been diagnosed with breast cancer and that, that'll knock the, the wind out of your sails real quick. Um, and then, you know, that was 2021, the first time that we went through that. And then here this, this past year, we've had a second diagnosis came back. Thankfully it's localized and, and whatnot, but, um, yeah, that'll knock on your, your tail real quick of there's not enough already going on. <laughs> that now you have to juggle juggle this uh this treatment uh as well so yeah it can so, be a lot sometimes so it is super a lot all the time i don't think anybody's <laughs> like oh yeah you know this week i got diagnosed with cancer but no big deal <laughs> right like it's always a big no it's always a big yeah. thing um but when you are raising four kids you're working if you're trying to do a little bit more at home and you're trying to maybe pay for extra um kind of medical stuff yeah uh you and i had this conversation you're like i you know i was thinking if i needed to raise so and so amount of money to pay for this stuff um i would not be you know a lot i would I don't, there's not enough time in the day. And I said, well, this is a great time to have the, the community kind of come yeah. and just at least, and you're like, Hey, we can sell art. Julie does great art as well. Yeah. Um, you do great art again. I'm going to give you guys some links so that if you guys want to um, buy something, that would be great. But there's also, you guys did a GoFundMe and I, I love how our community can come together and yeah. <laughs> And because it really is, you've done tons for um, the community. And anyway, do you want to tell them a little bit about the what it is and and why? And and I just yeah, put the link, sure. and the link will be at the top of anything if you're on YouTube or you're listening. Okay. It's right there. Go ahead. Um, first off, I appreciate the encouragement to to share. It is the last week has been refreshing in a very, very weird way of it stopped feeling like I was trying to hold things together uh, or, or Julie and I were trying to hold things together. Um, 
when we verbalize and put it out there's like hey this is what we're going through this is what the you know possible best case scenario is looking like um help <laughs> for lack of a better word you know just uh just raising your hand and saying like hey we know everybody can't uh so you know financially but if you've if you can share it and you know somebody else that could would would appreciate it type of thing but yeah that's that basically is what it is is the the treatments that were were coming down the pipe um there were a lot of complications down the road that we weren't necessarily comfortable or didn't feel like with her family history medical history like just didn't make sense to jump from one cancer to another cancer as a byproduct side effect of the treatment for this cancer it's like this doesn't make sense and um so the where we ended up with a lot of it is you know it's not the standard operating procedure and so therefore like insurance is sort of like yeah well you know we're going to cover this, this one that's going to give you cancer again yeah, yeah. that's the well, one we're going to do yeah well i had never thought about it like that but it definitely makes you go this one hmm. doesn't make us as much money doc so yeah, we're not yeah. <laughs> and i hate to even like say that because i know there are some amazing medical professionals absolutely. out there that absolutely are, that but it just fighting. wasn't what you yeah. were comfortable right with. yeah so and and you know you sit in the that oncologist office and he's like yeah you know here's what we're looking at and you're like okay and that is is that it and he's like um that's like a a six month cycle and i was like and how long do we have to do that and he's you know he sort of looks at you and there's a split second that feels like an eternity he's like two to five years and you're just sort of like mental math i'm like i'm not great at it but that's <laughs> that's well into the you know the six figure um territory you know approaching you know half a million if if it's one of those things like it all goes wrong type of a thing and you know the extra things of, of that nature is like i can't even i can't focus on that uh and julie has been amazing at bringing me back from the edge of worst case scenario just as a plan for the worst case hope for the best case like i was doing a lot of planning for the worst and she was bringing me back to like okay but let's you know experience and and live for the best case scenario in in these moments in time so but uh but yeah and i know a lot of people that i've seen here in the chat today i've seen your name come through um thank you so I just want to make sure everybody, if you're listening, there is, it's GoFundMe, GoFund.me slash 1AD26CF and then the number 7. If you don't know what I said, there's a link at the very top of <laughs> everything that you will see. And I just encourage you, for the next month, I am going, or until he reaches his goal, Julie reaches <laughs> their, they get their goal. Yeah. That's going to be something that I'm going to talk about just to remind y'all, because you may be um, like me. I get paid once a month and I get paid on the first. <laughs> so mine will be, um, you know, you want to maybe for the next three months, you give a little every month just to help. And, you know, I think that this is one of those things that we can do to help. And it maybe means that we don't 
drink uh, Starbucks every day or something. And your Starbucks, yeah. this Starbucks is going for Doc and Julie, you know? <laughs> and yeah. I just um, would encourage that. That's something well, that I'm going to do. And so I just want to read off a couple other things, but they are still selling um, their artwork. You yeah. can find that at I am Redicus, R-E-E-D-I-C-U-S dot com slash store you can also do uh, the um thank you dave um oh, the uh mentor he's a mentor at adp adp list um you can doc hyphen read is how he uh does that his real name is brian sherry sherry <laughs> asked she's like is doc a um whatever a nickname and i said i would ask here at the end so do you (laughs) want to tell that story really quick i'm just going to really quickly read so linkedin um doc brian reed um instagram i am ridicus twitter i am ridicus dribble i'm ridicus and medium i'm ridicus um but gofundme is going to (laughs) be 10 over 10 great (laughs) hey that we could have used 10 over 10 instead of four over four (laughs) i like that Hundred percent. We're killing yeah. that that phrase. <laughs> Everybody it, says it. You'll see. You'll listen. Yeah. Okay. Tell them about Doc. Oh uh, yeah, Doc. Uh, I picked Doc up about t- over twenty years ago at this point. But um, Brian's my birth name that my parents and Julie are the only ones that call me that. Um, but yeah, it, a lot of it stems from a love of westerns and Bugs Bunny and What's Up Doc and Doc Holiday and things of that nature and. Um, a buddy of mine in college just one day, you know, Hey doc, come give me a hand with this. And I was like, I will take that all day long. Um, so. Isn't it funny how sometimes if somebody else just makes it okay, then you can be okay with it. Yeah. 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 I remember the first time I wore my blue glasses, Will was like, I like those. And I mean, my husband and my best friend Tara were like, (laughs) don't wear those out in public, Diane. (laughs) Julie and Julie commented the other day. She's like, I really like her glasses. They're on Zinni for $14. Um, <laughs> so, but to me, it was, it was a little bold. Like when I went to my grandmother's funeral, I have some red ones too. They're not quite as vibrant. So I yeah. wore those. My mom was like, oh, those are better. You know, it was less <laughs> embarrassing or something. Anyway, um, but I just, I just needed one person that I, you know, thought highly of of. i guess it's not like i don't think highly of my best friend or my husband but or my family is one thing when you actually have somebody that's not blood or related to you like solid choice i dig it yeah yeah cool but anyway i i hope that we can um raise some money for you and julie and i'm so glad that you asked i think that it's just really important that we ask for help yeah. Well, Instead of trying to yeah. only get one hour of <laughs> sleep yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for the yeah. rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I saw, I know that Ben, you asked a question and Natasha, you asked a question. I'll, I'll catch up with both of you individually about uh, those and uh, get you some of those answers. Oh, sorry. I missed those then. Oh, you're good. Uh, Natasha asked about a dream project that I'd love to work on. And Ben asked about the story behind Redicus. So I will hit you up. Uh, both separately and uh, or leave I'll send a note and you can put in a show note if if that's yeah. possible okay. yeah that would be awesome I'm now cool. wondering wanting to know those answers as well <laughs> um 
Um, next week is a Wednesday and it is going to be me if I end up uh, doing it. And then the next week is Dustin. And then we have some more people um, scheduled for the rest of the time in when we're here. I will not be doing it from my dad's at the church uh, in Georgia. So I'm cutting those days so I don't have to do that, thankfully, hopefully. Um, But Doc, thanks so much for uh, doing this with me today. And I just am glad you're my friend and I'm glad I've seen you grow so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate all that you are to everyone in the the community. It's not just for folks that show up on the podcast. It's for anybody that meets you in person. You're a connector through and through and have introduced me to friends and um, yeah, I appreciate you and what you do and bring to the community. So thank you. Well, thank, thank you. I appreciate that. And I just am glad you're my friend. All right. I will see you guys maybe on Wednesday. I haven't committed to it because uh, we had John's mom's funeral yesterday. So I just have, and it was the first week of class. So just trying to, yeah, just trying to breathe a little. And so hopefully, um, but for sure, September 6th, Dustin has already um, said yes. And I will um, send him that information so that he can give me that stuff. So, but for sure, I might step in and do a little one on um, uh, this coming Wednesday. But if not, don't get mad at me. Um, But I will send y'all an email, let you know. All right. Thank you so much. And I'm going to hit stop. Stop.